You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by BetUS. Here with your break from the high resource file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life's back on sports betters. And BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, PGA. Yes, PGA. Betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log it. I keep forgetting that I took off the NFL. That's just habitual. <laughs> Log into BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with a proven mainstay in the industry? BETUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops, Tugate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good week of Southern Miss Athletics, and um, hopefully we got a good week coming this week, too. And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. Man, it's been a long, like, last week, week and a half. Got a had had some company in town. Had had uh, Whitney Miracle and Justin Tracy and their six month old from the Berg come up to visit, and then we shipped them out. And then uh, my mom flew in the next day and hung around for my daughter's third birthday yesterday. Oh, All that said, happy birthday! I'm a, oh yeah, well she's been asleep for a couple of hours, but I'll tell her tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but all that said, to uh, to fill in the air around, I'm exhausted. Well, I was going to ask you what the snap, crackle, and pop before the thump was about. I think it was just my arthritic finger joints popping around. Well, hey, it was a pretty eventful week this year for Southern Miss Athletics, particularly for those that swing the bats. Uh, It was a fun week for, for both baseball and softball. So, you know what? Let's get right into it. Let's talk a little Southern Miss baseball. Starting off with um, a midweek game in Pearl, Mississippi at Trustmark Park against Mississippi Starkville. Jason. Boo. Boo. Had to give me a little sip. Starting off hot. Um, yeah, baseball was good this week. I uh, went 3-1 and one on the week. Now sitting at 8-3 and three on the year. Uh, that game versus Mississippi State in Pearl. Won the game 7-1. to one. Great night. Great crowd. It was no TV somehow. I still don't know how that works out, but we were able to listen to it uh, on the radio. And the story of the game was was Tanner Hall. You know, um, if if uh, those of you who live under a rock and don't know what happened that game, uh, Tanner Hall went seven innings pitch, five hits, thirteen Ks, one raw, one walk, and zero earned runs. The Montenegro brothers uh, went off as well. Gabe, three for four. Rodrigo, two for four. Gabe had three RBIs. Rodrigo, two runs scored. Mississippi State was ranked number nine at the time. I don't, I don't know how that's going to end up by the end of the year, but, you know, uh, for the time being, we beat a team that was ranked in the top ten, so that's always pretty cool, especially when it's those guys. Southern Miss was really in control all night. I uh, got three runs in the third, one in the fourth. Two in the fifth and one in the sixth, I think that says. Eighth, maybe. Um, it's just a great night to be a Golden Eagle. I didn't make the trip, but lots of Southern Miss fans did. <clears throat> and um, it made my it made my, my week at work, my Wednesday, anyway, a whole lot better. And um, it really gave us some momentum, I think, heading into the weekend where we faced Louisiana Lafayette. 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 Uh, Lafayette, Lafayette, I don't, you know, Chifuncta, I think that's in there. Anyway. Um, no, that's in Mobile. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we got to work Chifuncta in every episode. I like it. So, so yeah, and these guys are tough, man. That they, they, they have a, a great home field advantage. The wind was blowing like crazy, like exactly opposite of how the Pete does. It's kind of blowing straight in all weekend long. 
so there uh, weren't just a ton of home runs hit. Um, Friday uh, didn't get off to the best start, lost five to three, uh, trailed five to nothing through most of the game. Um, got three runs in the six off of a Will McGillis bomb. Uh, only four hits total though, and it just was not quite enough. Ben Etheridge got the start and has really had better days. Went five innings pitched, eight hits, five runs, five earned, zero walks, and only two Ks. Stewart looked good. Stewart came in. It seems like he might be settling into that long relief role, um, kind of like Ryan Ock did last year, which is super valuable. Uh, if you can have one of those guys who can get ready in a hurry, right? That's. You know, I had somebody ask me today, you know, about Stewart starting. I said, well, that's great, and he's one of our best players, and that might end up happening. But it, there's it's something super valuable about a guy that can come in, throw long relief, and get ready in a hurry. That's the big deal with these relievers. You know, your starters, they have uh, the routines that start maybe like an hour before the game with uh, little things that they do to get ready all the way up until first pitch. Whereas a reliever, you know, you got like five minutes sometimes, right? So a guy that can do that and come in and be effective for a long period of time, just at, at the snap of a finger, is super valuable. So um, he did the he, same thing during this game. He is going to start against South Alabama tomorrow night. Okay. I don't think we're going to play that game. But if we do, then I'm glad that he's getting you know the start. Um, and let's see here. Uh, anyway, the first night we just lost. Just me, future conference mates. Um, my first real – Look at the field, great field, great atmosphere, good game played. Um, just, you know, lost it. On to game two, uh, won this game five to nothing. Gabe Montenegro got three hits, Lynch with two, Wilkes with two. Um, Wilkes, Rodrigo, and Dickerson all doubled. Sutter Miss made zero errors. Um, it, it was a really high-class baseball game uh, from both sides, really. Uh, but the story of the day was graduate transfer Hunter Riggins. Complete game shutout on 100 pitches. He's really added to some cruise control all day through a ton of strikes. His line reads nine innings pitch, six hits, zero runs, one walk, and five Ks. Just a masterful effort from the Delta State transfer. Um, and, you know, when he came here, he said he wanted to kind of compete against the best, play in front of big crowds, um, really have that that experience in college. And every time he goes out there, he's just proven that he belongs and is really one of the better arms on Southern Miss's team and, and probably in college baseball, in my opinion. So good to see Riggins get out there. Did you guys get to watch that game? That game was actually on TV on like Friday. It was on TV. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's great having him on. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth in that. Um, I watched the other game, but yeah, it's nice having it on ESPN plus it's really, uh, yeah, sure. Beats conference USA TV. What'd you think about Riggins? Solid. Solid. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought very him, Walker Powell esque, you know, I, I can um, see that just throws a bunch of strikes, just not overpowering, but just pitches, man, you know, just goes out there and pitches, pitches the ball. And um, it's just so fun to watch uh, when somebody is that in control and just and just, just being a pitcher. Uh, I got a kick out of it. It was great. Um, on to game three, won that game four to two to win the series. Uh, Southern Miss held a 2-0 lead. Um, they really felt like it should, probably should have been more than that. Uh, left some guys on base. Uh, tied to two to two after the sixth inning. Uh, but it's nice to see Sutter Miss respond with uh, one run in the eighth and one run in the ninth. Uh, you combine that with a relief outing from Garrett Ramsey, Northwest Reagan High School, um, that gave Sutter Miss the advantage and the ultimate win. Uh, Waldrip started the game. Everybody knows about how fast he throws. Um, and he's still growing up a little bit. Uh, he went five innings pitched. Uh, four four hits, one earned run, four Ks. Then Ramsey came in and just shut the door. Um, uh, three and a two-third inning, two hits, one walk, four Ks. He works quick. He got the ball. He didn't think about anything and just filled it up all night long. Um, Sudden Miss pounded out 13 hits, eight different Golden Eagles with at least one hit, so that was very cool. Dickerson led all hitters with a uh, three-for-four performance. And I mentioned that we left some guys on base. Yeah, we left 13, 13 people on base. But we did score during those innings when we had some guys on base. So it's not like we never got anything out of it. And honestly, you can't leave anybody on base unless you get them on base. So it's really not that big of a deal to me. If it becomes like a humongous problem where you're leaving like 13 guys on every game, I guess we can address it then. But if you get the win and you continue to get people on base all of the time, I have to think that that would be a uh, 
a, you know, a catalyst moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, you know, you, 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 you want to see some, uh, you hate seeing that many guys left on base, but at the same time, and it was a pretty dominant performance for the most part. Uh, well, I say that we, we had to, you know, battle. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it felt dominant and you look up, you're like, damn. Yeah, right, right. Three to two. <laughs> so, um, but, but, you know, those are, those are games that'll probably help out towards the end. You know, Gabe got caught in no man's land one time. He was on third. Yeah. I didn't really think it was a base running mistake. He's getting his aggressive lead, his gr- aggressive walking lead off of third over there in foul territory, just like you're supposed to. And who was it? Sarge, maybe? Hit kind of a screamer. One hopper right to the third baseman that was standing on the back. So, you know, he was just caught in no man's land and did the best he could. But anyway, um, at the end of the day, we won the game and we had a great three and one stretch. I have no idea how we're not ranked now, uh, in, in every single poll, specifically the, 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 the D1 baseball poll. Those guys are, are usually pretty cool with Sutter Miss and said last week that Sutter Miss was kind of right on the outside looking in, which I deemed that to be 26th or 27th, maybe. Uh, they were wanted to see them have a big week, and they did, and they're still not ranked. So I don't know how that works out, but at the same time, you know, at least it's not the coaches' poll. The coaches' poll has us 41st, I believe. Um, I don't know where we actually are, but I do know that there's a lot of teams in front of us in whatever poll you look at. It just kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. But if we aren't used to that by now, I don't know if we're ever going to get used to it. I think I'm a little bit numb to it at this point, but – uh, at some point, if we keep rattling off, rattling off wins, it will correct itself. It's it sucks that we have to do that and have to have just a, a fantastic effort um, and just go unconscious for like an entire month straight to get even a sniff of the top 25. But that's just where we are. So uh, coming up on Tuesday tomorrow, you know, it's like a hundred percent chance of rain, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if this game is actually going to happen, but we play South Alabama tomorrow night. South Alabama's eight and two over and all. Uh, of course, they always beat us. They beat us six times in a row. Uh, they also have losses to Oral Roberts and Tennessee Tech this year. Um, since the game that we played against them, they have won seven games in a row, so they are feeling it. Um, and supposedly throwing their ace in a rehab in a rehab stint uh, versus Southern Miss. So if we play, I don't know how long he'll go, but um, they're they're bringing uh, they're bringing the heat for that one. And the following day, Tuesday, Wednesday tonight. We take on Tulane. They are fresh of fresh off taking two for, two of three from Mississippi State. They are ten and two overall. Um, they actually got drilled nineteen to two on the Friday game, and then won two one run games on Saturday and Sunday versus State. Um, also lost the Friday game coincidentally to Louisiana Tech this year six to one. So Fridays they don't do very good. Unfortunately, we're playing them on a Wednesday. Uh, they they are, huh? They had to come back big to win that Saturday game late and then won the Sunday game on a walk-off, I believe. So the two games they won I were I think very it was a close. walk-off, actually. It was a walk-off. It, right. it was a walk It was a walk-off <laughs> on Saturday and a balk-off on Sunday. No, the balk <laughs> was the tying run. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't the okay. winning one. The balk was I the tying you. run. Um, well, these guys are good. You know, South Alabama's good and has their number. Tulane's good. And they're ranked in most polls um, as high as 18th by Division One baseball, I think. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I know we've talked about this tough stretch that, that the Golden Eagles are going to have ever since the schedule came out. And it doesn't get any easier this weekend when we go to Dallas Baptist. Do you guys know what the name, what the mascot is for the Dallas Baptist? Cougar Beaver? <laughs> whoa 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 without a pause there that's a completely different animal um uh dallas baptist what would their mascot be um the non-dancers i don't know it's not the gemstones it's not the gemstones. not the gemstones <laughs> the oh, dallas, what's the dallas baptist uh, dallas baptist patriots okay the patriots, uh, I, I, yeah i didn't know that as well it kind of sounds like a you know academy Anyway, they're good, man. I, th- I want to say, and this, you know, I'm sure that Nathan Hosey or somebody will crack me on this stat, but I think that Southern Miss and Dallas Baptist are the only two teams to win at least 40 games the last five years. I know we're That's one correct. of them. I think the Dallas Baptist is the other one. So these guys are awesome. Um, they have incredible facilities over there. Those of you who are listening who don't keep up with bat- with baseball and you hear Dallas Baptist, um, 
this is an awesome team. They're the six best and facilities. Five. Yeah. Baptist G. <laughs> so, fun fact. So, uh, Dallas Baptist is coming off. Uh, they went one and two this past weekend against the Fighting McGillises of San Diego. That's right. Ooh. And I don't know how with a six and five record and really the only high RPI team they've played so far is Texas Tech and they lost both of them. But they come in with an RPI of 15 as of right now per uh, Warren Nolan. So, you know, um, either way, um, our, our RPI right now is sitting at 43. So it's a good RPI series uh, any way you look at it. Um, but coming off that roadie versus Louisiana Lafayette, and if we do have to play South tomorrow, Tulane Wednesday, and Dallas Baptist in a three-game set there in, like, freezing temperatures this weekend with only one catcher. Man, it's just a tall task. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of hoping that we get a rain out or two. But if we don't, man, it is what it is, and we've got the teams that can do it. Uh, it's just going to be tough. Eagles don't run, Jason Bailey. Eagles don't run. They play the best. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. You know, it, it, and it's kind of early. This it's kind of early to you know RPI. I know some things have to shake out, but our RPI, even with a win Wednesday night, took a huge tumble. So hopefully we don't have any more RPI killers like the the game we had on Wednesday uh, on the schedule. Get those trash teams off our schedule. I'm tired of beating the crap out of them. Yeah, we got no, we don't we got nothing to gain by playing them. We really don't. All it does is drop our RPI. I mean, Crushed they, us. They do nothing but lose since we play them. They didn't have a great record when we came in. And they like to steal our colors for no reason. Yeah, it's just, man. Mm. So, anywho, so that was baseball. Oh, hey, uh, fresh <laughs> off the press. Fresh yeah. off the press. Our good buddy Phil just sent this to the group. Okay. He says, well, the header is this conference is a joke. And the picture is of Daniel Schaefer, UTSA, Conference USA, Pitcher of the Week. Is that true? Or is this one of those things? What do you – okay, well, what's the deal with him not being – like, I don't know what he did this week. Well, I don't know what he did either, but I, I don't see how anybody cannot give it to Hunter Riggins um, after that. I don't know what else you could possibly have to do. Complete game shutout, 100 pitches total against, you know – I thought I, I thought the same thing though, like week one with um, Waltrip. I was kind of surprised that you know he wasn't recognized. They gave it to the cat from Louisiana Tech. So, um, hey boys, they really mad at us right now. I don't know if y'all heard about this court case we got going on, but I don't expect us to be winning a lot of athletes of the week between now and the end of June. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I know that we have that, but you would think that if they were trying to prep up their, their own, they would not choose UTSA since they're also leaving. I know they're not in a, a, a battle right now in the courts, but you would think what? that they would go with, I don't know, Jacksonville state or somebody. I don't know. What about anything that conference USA has done in the last uh, six to eight years I would tell you that they think about it before they do it. Okay. Um, uh, did you not no. see the trophy presentation at the football game a few years back when Judy rode out there on a power wheel? You did not, or else you wouldn't say something like that. <laughs> that was clearly so, thought out. That was the inspiration to buy my yet unborn daughter a uh, matching Jeep power wheel. So, <laughs> Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, this guy did have two relief appearances for four innings this week and no saves. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't make any sense of that. We gotta get the hell out of this conference, man. Like, I mean, just I know we're leaving. And, good gosh. All, all you got to do is make it through June. <sighs> make it through June. Ugh. Thump. Thump. <laughs> all right. I'll I'll drink to that. Also, uh, baseball news this week. Uh, our next game at. Trustmark Park, Wednesday, May the 11th, Southern Miss against Mississippi Oxford. It is going to be a stop on the Atlanta Braves World Champions Trophy Tour. So if you want to see the championship trophy that the Braves won this year, they are going to have it there at Trustmark Park in Pearl, 
on Wednesday, May the 11th. Hey, um, what as as Mississippians, is there like an age line where the broadcast moved from the St. Louis Cardinals to the Atlanta Braves? And that way everybody became Braves fans instead of St. Louis fans, because I guess um, there seems to be younger folks tend to like the Braves. Was it because they were like really good in the 90s? I'm trying to figure out the dynamic of how Mississippi went from a St. Louis Cardinals area to a Braves area. See, I don't I don't I never got that St. Louis thing in my eyes. It was always CBS where you watch yep. Atlanta and WGN where you watch the Cubs. I think that yep. it was Braves and Cubs. Not that well, I have anything uh, against the Cardinals, but I think you just answered that for me. Uh, oh. You mentioned two cable stations. Uh, so therefore, the people that grew up before cable was a thing got the St. Louis Cardinals in Mississippi. Ah, that could be. It could be yeah. And, you know, Dizzy Dean played for the Cardinals, too. So it was. You know, there was definitely something there as well. But, yeah, when when I was growing up, I mean, you really didn't get to watch many other teams until it got to the postseason. It was just you either watched the Braves or you watched the Cubs. And when they played each other, the game was on both stations. It was just like, you know, that's why you – I guess you see so many – and then the Braves were hot in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, So I probably – if I had to guess, I'd probably say you see more Cubs and Braves hats than anybody. You probably see some Yankees after they came back and then – you know, some fashion hats, you know, you'll see some. Are you trying to say the St. Louis people are dying off? Cause you just no. don't see them around. You don't see them. Well, you do. They've, uh, I don't know. You I just, just don't think the St. Louis thing was ever a thing. I, sure I never, is. I didn't notice it as much as I did Braves. I mean, I saw some people that were Cardinals fans, but I didn't notice it as much as I did Braves and Cubs. Although when I was playing RBI baseball back in the day, I would get St. Louis. And just run all over your ass with Ozzy Smith and Vince Coleman. There you go. And Jared Hoffpower. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, I don't think he was on a video game, but anyways. <laughs> Mark, to, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, yeah. I can't name any other Cardinals players, so I'm just going to throw him out there. Willie McGebra. Yeah, don't, well, don't know who. You know, and right now, you're not going to have any Major League Baseball, but... If you want to bet on the other sports, bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet U.S. All right, so also we had some Southern Miss basketball games, and we are heading in to uh, conference tournament season. Play, pay no attention to the team behind the curtain, Jason. <laughs> yes, okay. Let's do this basketball. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to keep this quick. Um, basketball sitting at 6 and 25, 1 and 17. They've lost 14 games in a row. And I just wanted to point out these guys real quick, man. You know, this is, you talk about kicking a horse when it's down or, or whatever. Um, these UAB guys. <clears throat> Pretty rich, uh, tweeting out pics of our gym during maybe the biggest losing streak in university history and in the middle of a or towards the end of a very forgettable season. Um, you know, when we're good, we show up. It seems seems to me like whenever I watch UAB, when even when you when when you're when you're really good, well, when you're bad, nobody shows up. When you're good, really nobody shows up. So I don't know if you guys saw those tweets popping up, but they were just they were making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, showing pictures of our empty gymnasium. I did. And, uh, I, you know, I res I responded with uh, less than half full pictures of their brand new football stadium in Birmingham. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and I just I just don't. I mean, I guess it's low hanging fruit. I don't know. I mean, it's not a news flash. We're no good at basketball right now, you know. And just now, if we were, I think that tweet would have been awesome. Say, if we were like we had already won twenty games and there was nobody there, right? But uh, in the middle of just that's 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 what I do, you know. I wasn't there. I've been to a lot of games in the past. I've seen this good. I've seen this bad. But when baseball's rolling, you have a little other stuff going on in your life, and uh, you know you've watched the basketball team lose double-digit games in a row. Hey man, we don't show up. So anyway, um, but back to the basketball. Um, 
lost uh we lost so we lost two UAB we mentioned UAB lost the UAB 81 to 68 uh Napper Moore Pink Harris all in double figures Stevenson and Arnold didn't play Moore with a double double on to the next game lost to Charlotte in a heartbreaker 70 to 67 I really 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 thought that somehow we we're finally going to pull one out uh I've had that feeling three or four times over the last month where we've had like an overtime game or we had the ball like in our hands with a chance to tie it up at the end or take the lead. And it just never, we just, it just never seems to happen. Uh, we're down Turned out 12. to be gas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're down 12 points at halftime, battled back more pink napper all in double figures. Again, more actually went 20 and 13 and 19 of the, tw- of those 20 points came in the second half. So that was really awesome. Um, but just didn't get over the hump. Uh, next up for Southern Miss, uh, we have UTSA tomorrow, Tuesday the 8th, in Frisco at the Curtain uh, at 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. And if we win, I want to say we play the next day versus uh, FAU. If we win, we play on Court B. <laughs> so we remain on that side of the Curtain uh, at 8.30 the following uh, day. On Wednesday, March the 9th, uh, and that game, if we if we play it, will also be on ESPN Plus. You know, and also they would announce the All Conference teams today, and making the All Conference freshman team, Rashad Bolden, and making All Conference USA honorable mention, Tyler Stevenson. So even through the tough year that it was, congratulations to both of them for uh, achieving that honors. And we move over to the women's side. Shane, bring us up to speed on women's basketball this week yeah i was just looking at my women's basketball notes there and uh somehow when i pasted over the first digit of the women's basketball record didn't move so they're listed as seven and eleven nine and eight um there we go 17 and 11 jamie real time going in doing some some editing uh, I, I knew it wasn't 27. I, I was going to finish that off with they are 17 and 11, but it threw me for a loop there for a second. So, yes, in fact, today, Monday, March the 7th, Conference USA did announce their all-conference teams. Dominique Davis was named Newcomer of the Year and our first team all-conference USA loan member. Um, Malia Grayson was named an honorable mention. Those were the two Lady Eagles that got some postseason accolades. Well-deserved. Uh, Dominique Davis has transferred in and just been a dominant player. Uh, I mean, we were picked to, to finish bottom of the league and, um, you know, made made a really good play for the number one seed in the West and, and ended up being the number three seed in the West. So both of those ladies, very big parts of the team. Both of them will be back next year, which is great news. Dominique Davis is a junior and Malia Grayson is a COVID freshman. So uh, two solid rocks to build the future of the program on. Uh, off that soapbox and, and what the ladies did leading up to Conference USA tournament action, Back Thursday, March the 3rd, at UAB, ladies pick up a 67-57 win. Uh, senior Deja Allman scored a career-high 25 points, going 10 for 12 from the floor. And junior Dominique Davis was the only other Golden Eagle in double figures with 15. Uh, UAB actually cut the lead to two with 431 remaining, but the Lady Eagles went on a 12-4 run to close out the game and seal the win. Then Saturday, March the 5th, at league-leading Charlotte, uh, did not go well. Uh, Charlotte kind of seems to be in a class of their own in Conference USA this year. Uh, their record is, they, I think they've lost maybe two games all year. They absolutely steamrolled the Lady Eagles 70-49. to 49. Uh, Deja Allman came in with another good game after her 25-point performance. Uh, and Kelsey Jones uh, also scored double digits, both finishing with 11 points. Uh, it was 13 to two after 10 minutes, and Charlotte never looked back. Uh, with that win, Charlotte clinches the U, uh, Conference USA regular season title, and that leads us into the Heritage Land Supply Group Conference USA tournament in Frisco, Texas. So uh, go see the folks at Heritage for all your land supply needs. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is land supply? Uh, is that a volcano? Heritage Land Supply. Group. Land supply. Hmm. And like, is that like, who, a, like a co-op? Who is like, like 
I know like sometimes people sponsor things just to show support or whatever, but like if you're doing it as a branding thing and like as you're trying to market, who is your target demographic that <laughs> who in the uh, suppliers of land are you trying to reach? Is there one wealthy UNT alumni that goes to all the women's games that you just really, if, if old Billy Bob from North Denton would just start buying his land supply from us here at Heritage, uh, we'd be in the green. I was under the, I was under the, the under, uh, I was under the interpretation that, uh, all the land was already taken. I they have so most of it. I thought they, I thought so too. I, yeah, that's great. I did find, I Googled it and I, I see a heritage land, landscapes supply. Oh, well, maybe it is not even a real company. It's a shell corporation <laughs> Judy's using to move the money that she's stealing <laughs> from the conference around. Boom, bombshell. I see a land management. I see a landscape supply. Hmm. I believe we have some locations available. Well. Uh, they are making new land, by the way. They're called volcanoes, and I don't know how you go about claiming some of that, but it does happen. While you boys are looking up what Heritage Land Supply is or whether it's a legitimate business, uh, the Lady Eagles are the three seed in the West. They play the winner of FIU-FAU Wednesday at uh, the, the ninth at 2 o'clock. Uh, worth noting here that UNT's women canceled their trip to Hattiesburg a couple of weeks ago over weather-related travel concerns, even though our men made the trip to Denton with no issues for that right. game. Uh, the loss of that game possibly cost the Lady Eagles the number one seed in the West and a double bye to open the tournament. Uh, Louisiana Tech, who is the number one seed in the West for the women, got swept by the Golden Eagles uh, during the course of the regular season, UAB, who was the other team we were in contention with, uh, towards the top of the West, we beat. So we get that shot at North Texas. We win that game. We're the number one seed in the West in the tournament. So, uh, thanks, North Texas. Won't miss you. Okay. Uh, Shane, it is, it is actually, I, I gotta, I gotta say this. It is act, to be fair, the, the proper name that is on all of the things that are written is the Heritage Landscape Supply Group. Landscape supply. You know, I very well could have just left that off, but I think I did pull that from a Conference USA press release, so they probably screwed it up. Probably, I'm going to blame it on them. Well, I mean, I'm looking right now, and I still, like, yeah, I, I don't know what you yeah, – I found their website, Deep Roots <laughs> Shared Vision. So God bless You never them. know when you're going to need some landscape supplies, like rakes and hose. I uh, just went to Lowe's and bought a rake and a pickaxe the other day. You mean you didn't buy from the locals like our friends at Heritage Landscape <laughs> Supply Group in McKinney, uh, Texas? Yeah, that is not local to me. Uh, Lowe's is like four miles from the house. So I went to Lowe's. I could literally walk to Home Depot from where I live. I could, so I, could I could fly and still not even be anywhere close to where Heritage Land Supply Group is. Okay, back anyways. Off, yeah, back into Lady Eagle basketball. One one more note to, to say for them. Uh, FIU, FAU is, is who the, the ladies are waiting to play the winner of. Uh, earlier this season, the Lady Eagles played each team one time, beat them both. On February 3rd, got a 65-64 win over FIU. And then on February 5th, same week, uh, got a 79-60 win over FAU. So I guess if we're going to choose which team we want to be facing in this, is uh, we, we want to see FAU because we blew them out earlier, and it was a one-point game with FIU. So uh, uh, some bright spots there for basketball to be played around a curtain in Frisco. The Lady Eagles have a chance to make a run. Uh, we'll wish them well. Jamie touched on it earlier. Games that use bats to hit balls played on diamonds at Southern Miss are on fire right now. And what what a what a day Wednesday was. We touched on the we touched on the win over Mississippi mm. Mississippi Starkville, which they were ranked at the time. It's it it's kind of feels like a paper ranking at this point, but still we can it counts. debate the merits. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. So then softball on the same day. What did softball do, Shane? Hmm. Hmm. I expect you to talk a little more. Let me swallow this. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a spicy whiskey. Um, so, 
Lady Eagles started off an absolute monster week with a 5-4 to four win over <laughs> then-undefeated and number-four-ranked Florida Gators down in Danes- Gainesville. Not Danesville, Gainesville. Uh, this is not a trick. It's not some other Florida in a town called Danesville. It's <laughs> just me being stupid. So uh, with that win, the Eagles defeated their first-ranked opponent since 2018, and this was the highest-ranked foe we've de- defeated since back in the year 2000. In the year 2000! Uh, when we beat number three Arizona State in the College World Series. Uh, so been been quite a while since we've knocked off a top-five team. Freshman Jana Lee with a three-run home run in the first, and sophomore Maria Smith with a solo shot in the second did the bulk of the scoring. Morgan Mo Linestock collected her seventh win of the young season, and Destiny Brown scored the go-ahead run in the seventh. Also had a stolen base to bump her total up to 96 for her career. Just absolute, absolute monster win for the Lady Eagles. I, I think Florida was 16-0 and 0 when they mm-hmm. uh, beat them. Uh, that, I mean, that's a big, big win. And as I read uh, some of the interviews with the, the coaches, they were saying, you know, we've been telling these girls how good they can be. And they just really needed something to boost their confidence. So the ladies took that confidence and rolled right into the spring games in Madeira Beach, Florida. Is that Madeira? Jamie, you spent a lot of time in Florida running drugs and guns and stuff. Uh, <laughs> is that what that town's name is? Madeira. Madeira Beach. Madeira. Okay, there we go. I, I go to Our, bump for uh ass town names and you for Florida names. It may be uh, Made Ira. Madeira. Let's go with Made Ira. It sounds Made fun, Ira. but I think it's Madeira. Uh, anyway, played in a big softball <clears throat> tournament down there this past weekend. Uh, started off the tournament Friday, March the 4th, with a 3 nothing win over Central Michigan. Mo Linestock picked up her second complete game shutout of the season with eight Ks and forced nine ground outs. Tata Davis hit a solo home run in the sixth, and Destiny Brown stole her 97th base of her career. Uh, in that three to one win or three to nothing win, excuse me. Later Friday, the Eagles beat Radford five to two. Freshman Jana Lee picked up the complete game win with five Ks and 10 forced ground outs. Tata Davis hit her second solo shot in as many games and Destiny Brown had a two run home run in the sixth to lift the ladies five to two over Radford. Saturday's two games saw the Lady Eagles take the first game from Omaha five to two. Mo Linestock was back in the circle, getting her second complete game in as many days in the 10th of her season, striking out five and forcing 13 ground outs. Jana Lee had a solo home run in the third, and Destiny Brown had a home run and a stolen base to move her to 98 on her career. In the Saturday second game, the Lady Eagles defeated future conference mate Georgia Southern 8-1. to Jenna Lee picked, uh, picked up the win with a complete game. Destiny Brown and Hannah Borden both hit two-run home runs in the third. And then the Lady Eagles wrapped up the spring games with a 5-4 win over Albany on Sunday, March the 6th, with a walk-off in the eighth inning. Destiny Brown added another stolen base, leaving her one short of the century mark for her career. Mo Linestock picked her pitched her fourth complete game of the week to earn the win with 12 strikeouts, setting a new career high for her. And Jana Lee hit the walk-off double in the bottom of the eighth to score Natalie Taylor and give the Eagles the win. Uh, Lady Eagles are currently riding a six-game win streak while going 8-0 away from the friendly confines of the Southern Miss Softball Complex. So absolute road warriors. Lady Eagles are hot coming in after that week of a bunch of wins, sitting at 17-5. and uh, yet to play a Conference USA game, but that will change here soon. Tuesday this week, March the 8th, they've got their makeup game in Oxford against Ole Miss, and then they open Conference USA play this weekend versus North Texas in Hattiesburg. Those games are Friday at 6, and then Saturday and Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Golden Eagles are on the road in Dallas Baptist. Get out and support those Lady Eagles. Uh, if you haven't been to a softball game, they're a whole lot of fun, and it's looking like this team could shape up to be something special if they can keep this going. Hey, let me got, hey, yeah. let me ask you something. <clears throat> Not to cut you off, but yeah, softball coaches, we uh, mm-hmm. we good now? Well, so I would like to talk to those guys because even Coach Hall mentioned, uh, you know, in a post practice interview, I think Thursday morning 
uh, about the wins. And he was like, you know, a bunch of people were raising Kane over the roster turnover last year. And now this is what he's got these girls doing. We got good coaches. So my thoughts on that are, I think most people's problem with that situation is there just wasn't anything coming from the university. It was just a, the floodgates opened on girls pouring out of the program. And then we didn't hear anything with coach hall. He was like, Hey, we've lost some people. We're going to encourage some people to look in other places. We're going to lose some more folks. That's just, we're building this program and, and this is the direction we're going in. And then when a bunch of guys jumped ship, nobody panicked because that's mm-hmm. what they expected. I really think it was a, there wasn't any communication about it. If, if the coaches would have come out and been like, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're in here. We've got a different style than Wendy had. Uh, you know, it, some of these players aren't going to mesh well with the way we work. We understand that. We wish them the best wherever they end up and where they choose to go, but we're going to bring the girls in here that match up to what we want to do. And we're going to win some softball games. And I mean, that's exactly what happened. So I, I think a lot of that could have been fended off at the pass with, uh, with just a, a little communication. I, you know, and it was, I mean, and there was, there was some concerning stuff that came out. It's not like people were just upset because the girls, I mean, it was, there was some stuff that was concerning that was not addressed. So I don't really fault yeah. anybody that was, that, that was, I think it was a lot of sour grapes. I mean, I remember at the time we talked about it and we really didn't ever pick a side, but I was just said for, you know, just, we've all been in locker rooms and we've all, you know, been on teams and, and, uh, you know, as they started to, as the dominoes started to fall, you started to think like, I mean, some of the some of the insinuations we heard coming out were, it was, it was never, uh, we never saw any video, right? We never heard any audio from it. We just, it was a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year old uh, girls, right, that were kind of coming out, and 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 turns out, uh, I don't know, I I, I don't. I, here's what I would like to see. Everyone who do, I mean, this guy's head was on a chopping block, you know, uh, half a season in, and um, and and our guys, McLean and Brad and everybody, they stuck behind him, and um, and I just wanted to wait a little bit and just see what happened, because he had such a good track record coming in, Coach Levin, or Levin's Levin, Levin, Levin. Um. I, I read a lot of my news. Uh, I don't like, like if somebody, if I click on a link and it's a video, I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want to, I'll just give me it in print. I'll, I'll read it. So that's why I mispronounce so many things. Uh, cause but I, I would just like to make up see, how to say them. There was just a lot of, uh, of tweets going out against these guys, the coaching staff, the team in general, honestly. And I hadn't seen a whole lot of apologies headed that way. So, um, it looks like the girls are having fun. We had a hell of a recruiting class. We're kicking ass. We're beating top five teams. I've heard nothing but great things from the coaching staff. Seems like all the people that left, maybe it was just a clash in personalities or the coach we wanted to, you know, like Shane mentioned, the windy style versus, uh, coach's style now. But I just wanted to point that out that I, I just don't hear a lot of, um, uh, from the, from those same people last year that were bashing him. Uh, I don't hear him coming out and saying like, man, what a great job. And I feel like he deserves that. So, well, it's a lot more fun to jump to conclusions and not do any research and just yell and scream and bitch and moan, Jason. So take that. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I don't I, think it's, I mean, like to be fair, like it also could be a situation where that stuff happened, but McLean didn't think it was enough to warrant firing, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's like I, I don't think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 it probably usually is. It, it probably in, is in every situation. There's, it always seems like there's yeah, <laughs> it's this side and that side, and usually it's but, somewhere in the middle that actually went down. So, but but you know, a lot I of people, a lot of people knew those girls. I, I don't fault anybody for having a problem with what came out. Like, it's good that we wait. It's good that it's obviously good that Jeremy did what he did. But I don't. I mean, I wouldn't expect anybody to come out and like, oh, I'm and just like. Because, because I mean, what's to apologize for? There's no proof that it didn't happen. You know, yeah, that's that's fair. But some of the things that I heard that if it actually, I, I don't think it, it would have been. You know, I, I don't think that Jeremy would have allowed that to continue. Well, so. 
I, I do think you'll have to look at, at each person and see that if you were recruited by Wendy and were on Wendy's teams and then an ex special forces comes guy comes in and he's the coach, how their styles could be drastically different. Uh, so if, uh, and not saying that, that Coach Hogue was soft by any means. Uh, she's a hell of a softball coach. Uh, she's a champion. But uh, if, if you're if you coach softball and you're from Pedal, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure some styles rub some people wrong. I've never met uh, either either uh, uh, <coughs> Brian Levin, Levin. We maybe we should talk to him at some point and we can clear that up. Um, not necessarily this situation. Um, I mean, we can talk to him about it if he wants to, but just he's an explosive force. Just a pro- yeah, yeah. Look, we just need it. We just need a pronunciation. Coach, we got to clear something up here. We got to clear something right, up. Yeah. Clear the air. <laughs> yeah. We got here last year. A lot of things went down. How do you say your name? But I, but I've heard people say the name Levin, and I've heard Levine. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like would, yeah, it's kind of like Bernard or Bernard or <laughs> you know names like that. It's like or, okay, Arrington or Arrington. Arrington or Arrington. Absolutely. Anyway, Shane, didn't mean to cut you. I think you still had some other stuff going on there, but no, no, uh, we were done with softball. So that was the oh. perfect time to talk about that. Actually. Um, I'll, I'll try to take some breaths in between sports in case you guys do actually want to talk. I, I just get in my groove and just take over the last 45 minutes of the show this time <laughs> of year. So, uh, so talk, talk whenever you want to. It gives me a, talk a second yourself and drink some whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Just discuss amongst yourselves. But no, uh, I mean, I know, uh, I definitely asked questions last year when that was going down. I don't remember me calling for anybody's heads, uh, after, uh, season one, I don't think that would be appropriate, even if there was a, a huge flood of talent out the door, um, like we've talked about before. And what Jason if, just mentioned. Do you think a fireball offense would be if you were a coach? And I'm not saying that, and I'm definitely not saying our softball coaches did this. Yeah. But like if you're in year one and you don't have the wherewithal not to follow porn accounts on your Twitter account, would that be a fireball offense? <laughs> well, how or... long did Doc Sadler stick around? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did I just say that clown's name out loud? <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, man, that guy. That Boy, Cloverleaf Mall. Hmm? He's going to have a field day tomorrow. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, he's He's been killing it without uh, help from our idiot selves to give him material lately. He There was something he's he did best. this morning that was great. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. All right. So uh, anybody got anything else to say about softball before we move on? I mean, I, I love to see the ladies doing well. Um, you know, that, uh, we, we, I think it was, was good to cover what we just did talked about because it was a fun the, uh, Did you say when the next game was? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I'll go back over that, uh, because we've talked about this for 20 minutes and people probably forgot when that was, but, I forgot. uh, the make makeup game from a couple of weeks ago against Ole Miss that got rained out in Oxford is, is scheduled for Tuesday, the eighth, uh, looking like that one may get rained out as well. We'll see. Uh, and then Conference USA play is opened in Hattiesburg versus North Texas, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Friday game is at six and the Saturday and Sunday games are at one. All right. I think that settles it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I, I did like hearing you compare, like, jotting that down. Weekend set versus North Texas at, I, yeah. uh, at the softball complex. I, I did Saturday to Sunday, one o'clock. Do they have a? Does softball have a? Like the Pete? No, it's just the Southern Miss softball. Maybe it needs to be the Courtney Blades. The field blade. or whatever. Call yeah, it the, the blade. blade. That'd be awesome. Um, Love it. But yeah, that's. I I actually was looking for that earlier. I was like, is you know, is it named after somebody? But everything I saw. On the athletics website, said Southern Miss Softball Complex. So it's, the, it's, we'll the, it's the Bill Doherty Softball Complex. <laughs> the the uh, kiss his freckled red ass uh, <laughs> left field lounge out there. <laughs> uh, He's got some couches out I there. Love that duck couches. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good stuff. I've Bill Doherty for a long time, but uh, track is what we'll touch on next. Uh, obviously, track wasn't in action. But since we last talked, 
Corbell Todd was named the male co-field performer of the meet for his gold medal performance in the high jump at the conference indoor conference USA indoor championships. Uh, because of that, Corvell will be our lone participant representing the Golden Eagles at the NCAA Indoor Championships this weekend. He jumps Saturday, March the 12th. Uh, and then back up to uh, a note about his indoor title and kind of a note uh, of the track program in general. But that was Corvell Todd's second straight Conference, US in, Conference USA indoor title. But it was the fourth straight title for the Golden Eagle program, because if you remember, Eric Richards was here before Corvell Todd and Corvell Todd just took over right where he left off. So uh, we've been blessed with some fantastic high jump athletes here in the last few years, uh, and they've represented the program well. So track is almost done with the indoor season. They'll move on to the outdoor season a little later. Men's golf in action uh, actually wrapped up their play today, March the 7th, at the Tiger Invitational by Jason Duffner at the Grand National Lake Course in Opelika, Alabama. I think one of my favorite things to do now is to read the golf tournament names, where they are as far as course-wise, and then the town, uh, because that's how we ended up with Chifuncta. Um So... <laughs> The Tiger Invitational by Jason Duffner is not quite as fun as Chifuncta, but it's still kind of ridiculous. Who the hell is Jason Duffner? I didn't bother to look that up. He is a golfer, PGA golfer. Oh, yeah. Went to Auburn, I believe. Well, well that, that would, that would check out. Yeah, since Ryder, it's Ryder the Cupper? Tiger Invitational. He's a Ryder Cupper. Hey, yeah. But anyway, Golden Eagles finished fourth out of 16 teams there. Very respectable performance with a team score of one under par. Sophomore Robbie Ladder was the low man for the Golden Eagles at seven under, finishing fourth. And Bryce Wilkinson finished sixth, shooting a three under. Next up for the gentlemen, Monday, March the 14th, and Tuesday, March the 15th, at the Grand Canyon University Invitational at the Grand Canyon Golf Course in Phoenix, Arizona. Kind of Jamie's old stomping grounds out yeah. there. But it still Woo. smells like the inside of a coyote uniform. Oh, absolutely. Grand Canyon Golf Course. But see, that that's, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, good times. Yeah. Um, so women were not in action, and they're not in action again. They're off until March the 18th through the 20th when they play at the Mountain View Invitational at the Preserve in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, the tennis teams were in action. Women's tennis continues their hot streak in Hattiesburg. Thursday, March the 3rd, they got a 7 to nothing win over Nichols. That's the 27th straight victory at home for the ladies. Uh, in that match, they won two of three doubles matchups for the doubles point and swept singles play. First time in 2022 that all six singles matches were completed. All six singles matches were also decided by two sets. So the Lady Eagles just straight dominating in the performance against Nichols. Next up, Sunday, March the 13th versus McNeese State at 11 o'clock. Uh, that takes the Lady Eagles tennis team to 7-1 and 1-0 and 1 and 0 on the season. Hopefully they can keep their hot play up. Men's tennis is kind of on the flip side of this. Tennis is kind of shadowing uh, basketball a little bit. Uh, the men did not do well. Uh, they Saturday, March the 5th at Troy lost zero to four and then turned around March the 6th at Alabama state losing one to four Alan Sanson and Alexander Gima. We're going to go with Gima moved to the top spot for doubles and defeated ASU's top pair. And other than that, Shamriel Shareel picked up the lone singles win on the weekend. Men's tennis currently sits at two and six and zero oh and two in Conference USA action. Next up, Friday, March the 11th at South Alabama at two o'clock, and then Monday they face IUPUI in Orlando, Florida, at two o'clock. Last but not least, beach volleyball was in action uh, at the Tiger Beach Challenge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this weekend. Saturday, March the 5th at 10 o'clock in the morning, they had a 2-3 to three loss versus UAB. Later that evening in action at 6 o'clock versus Tulane also fell 2-3. to three. And then the nightcap against number 6 ranked LSU at 8 lost 0-5. to five. Followed that up with two matches on Sunday. The noon match, they lost 2-3 to three to Texas A&M Corp 
Corpus Christi. And as of a couple hours ago, I scoured every corner of the dark webs in the Twitter sphere and everywhere. And I could not find out what the hell happened in the last match versus Texas A&M Kingsville. It was scheduled to play. It's still listed on the schedule, but there was no information there. Texas A&M's Kingsville doesn't exist on Twitter. As far as I can tell, there were a few mentions. I don't know if it's a real school. Do we get caught up in a pyramid scheme? Has anybody seen the beach volleyball team? Do they get kidnapped? But, uh, yeah, so right now the beach volleyball team sits at 0-7 and 0-2, a rough start to the season for the ladies in the sand. Have a chance to turn that round around. Next up at the Tulane Classic, Friday, March the 11th, and Saturday, March the 12th. Friday playing at 1045 versus Houston Baptist, and then 1 o'clock versus UAB. Saturday at 1045 versus UNO. And turn it around at 315 versus Nichols. And, uh, yeah. Dome. That was does, that? That just about does it. I would have thought, did, toast, you, did you just I, drop the, drop the mic or drop the bottle? I like, toasted the microphone, actually. Well, I toasted oh. my, my screen to my microphone. Sounded violent. Mm. It wasn't. It was very gentle, actually. <laughs> All right, do you guys you guys have any shout outs this week? I have a few shout outs that I'm gonna run through real quick. I wanted to give a shout out to our boy Brian Renfro. Uh um, yeah. went four and oh on games he attended this past week. My man lives in Washington DC, flew in, went to two ladies basketball games, sat with our boy Bake on the call, um, drove down to Lafayette for Saturday and Sunday games, won both of those. So if you need a W just get uh, just get Brian to drop in, and uh, that, that's 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 a great trip. That dude, he's he's for you just they don't know Brian. He um he he buys season tickets. He's Eagle Club. He's everything, and he hardly gets to go to any of them. But he still does it from uh from across the country over there on the East Coast. So props to Brian, and uh, thank you for all you do, good sir. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mike Federico. Uh, Mike Federico was actually here when I was at Southern Miss, and um, my dad sat next to him at a, at a West Monroe High School game, um, watching my nephew play. And um, and him and Coach Fed got to catch up. Uh, Coach Fed, of course, is at Louisiana Monroe right now as the head man. Hopefully, he can get that thing rolling pretty soon. Uh, shout out to Denarius Antoine's birthday is today. Uh, March the 7th, one of my favorite players to ever wear the black and gold, so happy birthday to him. Um, our good buddy Chad Dickens will be playing in the Southern Miss Golf Fundraiser this weekend. I'm not sure what Eddie uh, is going to think about that, but we'll see how that goes. We'll get an update from Chad next week. <clears throat> I want to give a shout-out to Patrick Lowry. He had some new designs up the, the on the Two to Top Talk merchandise site. I went ahead and bought myself one of the million million and one Bebe shirts, and uh, my wife loved the Michi at the Peach shirts, so we got some of those on the way. And a last shout out goes to our good buddy Kenny Wellborn. He called me this week. He calls me from time to time, but he calls me this week. Uh, he listens to the show. He lives out in Texas. He gets a huge kick out of Shane every single time. So I don't know how to take that. He's like, "Hey man, the show was great. I got to meet this guy, Shane." <laughs> so, uh he he really loved shane's uh what was it um when you're talking about the weird team with that looks like a cougar but, but identifies, identifies as a, as a beaver, beaver. <laughs> anyway he got a huge kick out of that so give a shout out to our boy kenny we really appreciate everybody that listens but especially people from far away man it's cool getting those calls um you saw i was going to shout out patrick larry too man those shirt designs are really terrific if you guys Want to check them out? Go to T Public. That's T E E Public dot com slash to the top talk. Or if you go to to the top talk dot com, it'll take you to my website. But you have to click on the to the top talk link after that, and then you have to click on the to the top talk merch. So T Public dot com slash to the top talk will take you straight to all of your uh, apparel. To the top talk apparel needs designed by Patrick, and the the ones that don't sell as well were designed by me. Do not, <laughs> I repeat, do not accidentally click the OnlyFans link on the way to the merch shop. You're not going to want to see that. You'll never get it out of your head. Uh, just to let you know, Jamie's pulling a Mike Concho. So uh, right on the cover page. <laughs> Got to supplement this. Uh, you know, we don't have the uh, 
we don't have the truckloads of Manscaped money coming through the door right now, so we have to pivot and um, pivot, pivot. And I had this. only paid off half my yacht before they pulled that sponsorship too. So you, you <laughs> oligarch, somebody come take his yacht. Um, all right, Shane, do you have any shout outs or? I will also uh, send a shout out to old Pilo uh, because those were some awesome shirts. Even though if you're alumni of Southern Miss with giant fans of Mississippi State, you don't seem to appreciate the designs. I think the people that matter do. Capiche? I, I'm gonna have to admit it was it was fun watching everybody jump on that dude on uh, Twitter. I don't even remember his name was. It's, oh it's God, not, it's not yeah. important. He. He doesn't deserve airtime to be mentioned. But the uh, funny thing about that is that uh, well, that was another funny thing. But anyway, but I, I I apparently had blocked the guy a while back, and so I woke up the next day with all these notifications. But you know, you can't see what he did until I you know unhide it or whatever. So by that time, just <laughs> the vultures were circling. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny, but whatever. Oh, it's, you know. it's well, it's like it's weird. Like we've got not to give like the trolls, but we have two people who legitimately troll the show, and he has this dude has created like three or four different accounts. After he each one gets blocked, he'll create a new account. All of them have like five followers, so uh, he's not happy with himself. God bless him. The other one, uh, if you looked like that, you wouldn't be happy with yourself either. The other one makes biscuits. He, he, he works at he, – he, he makes biscuits. That's all I can say. And he used to have a radio show in the Hub City and uh, didn't end so well for the man. So God bless both of them, man. But, yeah, I did have fun running that dude. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times on the old Twitter. Fun times. We're, we're, we're positive people. You know, we don't – we call schools by their real names. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, I will say that, um, I mean, it's not just him. So once you get Southern Miss Twitter riled up, we, we travel in packs like wolves. Poor D1 baseball was getting it today. <laughs> and I almost like, you know, quote tweeted it and, and said something funny about that. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let the people that are just nipping at the heels of this uh, injured buffalo we like to call D1 baseball uh, because they were, they were going in on him pretty good. And Kendall Rogers was trying to be like, you know, we love you guys, but we were like, yeah, so fucking rank us. I mean, yeah. and rank us. Uh, well, you know, uh, and, and Kendall actually, did you see what Kendall wrote back to me? No, I didn't. He, he, wrote, he said, uh, Kendall, he said one more, uh, I said, you are one more pole misfire away from getting your right field roost open invite fully revoked. So he quote tweeted it and said, even if I bring everyone a box of wood of Woodford Reserve, fine, you're a loss. <laughs> oh well, so, if he's bringing whiskey, uh, yeah. I, that's one of my least favorite bourbons, but uh, <laughs> it's better than water, I guess. Well, it, it made me wonder, uh, you know, why he would go to the, to, to to straight bringing some liquor. Um, I'm positive he doesn't listen to the show. I wouldn't think, but maybe, I don't know. Like, it, it seems like somebody that, it seems like a response that we would get from somebody who has at least listened to what we do. Their so. office is like 10 minutes from my house if you want me to go over and knock on the door, and I'm not I shitting do. you. <laughs> D1 Baseball? Facebook Live, D- yeah. I'll buy the eggs. D1 Baseball's office is in uh, Research Triangle Park, I do believe. Wow. Huh. You hear that, Kendall? Well, uh, Team USA's baseball complex is right here in Cary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, so. So it is not in Millington, Tennessee, Tennessee anymore. What? The USA Uh, conference. No, it's, it's in Cary, North Carolina. Our, our good buddy Matt Goff worked there for a couple of years. Yeah. Wherever there is baseball grass, you may find a Matt Goff. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a Goff. If you're a golf, if you're, you're near a lawnmower, <laughs> well, I think we've carried a, uh, we've uh, eat, drank, and carry on uh, long enough. You guys, uh, be sure to to, to catch out the the uh, games this week on the tube. You got some games on, on that will be broadcast on the curtain. You have some uh, games that'll be on ESPN Plus. So it'll be a great time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.
Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 